We are called to live faithfully for Jesus 168 hours a week. Welcome to the Faith 168 Podcast with Brandon, Chris, and Rob. Hello and welcome to the Faith 168 Podcast. And we have a Christmas miracle going on right here. We have all three co-hosts on today's episode. And so, brothers, I'm glad to be here. Brother Rob and uh, what's that other guy's name? Brother, brother Brandon. Yeah, yeah, brother yeah, Brandon. I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad to record another episode with you all. How are you guys doing? Yeah, y'all are doing great. Good deal. <laughs> I'm doing good, brother. Good to be here. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing good also. Yeah, yeah, well, it's wonderful to record another episode with you all. And now that the Christmas season is over and everybody has taken down their Christmas lights and taken down their Christmas trees... We're moving on to the new year, and you've always yeah. heard this phrase, probably, new year, new me. Have y'all heard that before? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a few times. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I got a gym membership and said, new year, new me, I'm going to go to the gym, and I probably go like two or three times that year, uh, which is two or three times usually more than the previous year, too, so... But yeah, turn year. over a new leaf, ring in the new year, start with a clean slate, break new yeah. ground. We we have a, a great way of coming up with all of these different sayings for how we're going to do something completely different. And half the time we or actually most of the time we don't. But right. seeing that it is going to be a new year and we're going into 2024, we're going to have a new year's resolution for you today and that is to take this time to prepare yourself to walk with Christ 168 hours of every week through the whole year of 2024 do y'all think y'all could do that Mm, with God's help yeah 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 definitely with God's help and and so we're going to go over and we're going to look at Ephesians chapter 4 and read some of what Paul had to say to the church of Ephesus. And as he's writing this letter out to the church of Ephesus, uh, we've, we've got this understanding that he's trying to come to. He's trying to, to unite everybody, but he's also saying as we are united together as a church that we also need to walk in the newness of life, to follow in the footsteps of Christ. And so many times there are a lot of people, and I've seen many people in my life that say, yeah, yeah, I'm a follower of Jesus. But as we've talked many times on this podcast, we don't see a lot of fruit in that. And there's many times that we mean to do the right thing. In fact, isn't it Paul that that wrote, he said, the things that I want to do I don't do and the things that I don't want to do, those things I do, and I'm constantly in this turmoil. Well, we get encouragement from Paul right here to put off the old self and to walk in the footsteps of Christ in this new life. And he says that we're not to walk as Gentiles anymore, or what he's saying there is that we're not to walk as these godless people And we're not to do the things that we didn't learn from Christ, but we're supposed to take all of these things we learn from Christ, that we learn about Christ through his holy word and apply it to our lives. And I'm just going to start with 
a couple verses here, starting in verse 25, and then we'll talk about these guys. It says, Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. So what do y'all think about that? Brother Rob? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a, a lot of really good stuff in this. Um, I think that you said it well when you said this is a result. The therefore is put there for a reason. Um, once we have been changed by the renewing of our minds through um, the Holy Spirit who gives us power and, and strength, um, then we are to walk in a certain way. Um, that, that way is ideally in Christian community. And so what we have to understand is that Christians aren't made to be in isolation from each other. Now, a lot of times our callings, um, not necessarily pastors, because as pastors we're called to to be with church members and, and encourage and equip the saints and um, to, to go after and, and, and seek the ones that are, you know, have... Uh, left the church or uh, different things like that. But um, in our workplaces, for example, uh, me being a, a bivocational pastor, I, I work at the school. And uh, so the school is, is part of my ministry as much as the, the church is. Um, mm-hmm. And when I'm called to the, minis- the the mission field of the school, I'm isolated. Um, but that's not how we're to walk all the time. And it's, it's one of the reasons that it really, um, really hurts me for the person when I hear things like, well, I can worship God all by myself um, while I'm hiking in the woods or on a bass boat on the lake or anything like that. And that's true. And I encourage that anytime you're on the lake or anytime you're on a hike or whatever hobbies you have, do it for the glory of God. Right. You know, he, he, he's designed us to need rest and some of those things help us to find mental rest. And, and those are good things, but yeah. to live, we have to live in Christian community. And so these are some right. things that mm-hmm. we have to, to do in order to be able to live in Christian community. And first of all, we have to be honest with each other. We have to, to right. speak the truth. And one of the ways that we give rise to the devil um, we, we allow him to manipulate and, and to hurt our communities is by lying. And we're more like Satan when we lie because Satan is the, the father of all lies. Um, mm-hmm. when he, when he speaks, his native tongue is, is a lie. And so, um, we're more like Satan when we lie. And so if we want to be Christ-like the definition of Christian, um, to, to be little Christ, then, then we have to speak the truth. And sometimes that means saying things that, you know, hurt people's feelings. Sometimes that means pointing out sin and, and error. Sometimes that means admitting when we have fallen short and, and need forgiveness and grace. Um, but we do it in love. We'll see more of that in just a little bit, but we have to 
to even be able to be angry with each other because anger isn't the sin. It's, it's how mm-hmm. we, how we respond to that anger. Um, right. That is often what gets us in trouble. Um, I, I, I can think just the other day I was, um, I was in traffic and um, oh, this, this car no. came up behind me and, um, and, almost ran me off the road and I had my kids in the car and I just about went, I just about lost it because, um, if he hit me, then I was right behind the semi and I would have been pushed under the semi and I was hot. Um, it's what we do with the moments like that. I was able to, to tame my tongue that time. And I was able to, um, to, to calm down. I was actually listening to some worship music. And so I was in a, a better place than I usually am when <laughs> stuff like that happens. But yeah. Not listening is, to the rock and roll at that time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Get uh, up. Yeah. <laughs> the, the point is that um, it's how we respond, especially within uh, the confines of a Christian community, uh, because and and this is the old cliche saying um, that what splits most churches is the color of the carpet. And, and we kind of joke about that, but I mean, it's seriously happened before, but yeah. right. We That's get, why it's such a funny joke. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, we get angry about the silliest of things, but instead mm-hmm. of going to God and saying, you know what? the color of the carpet really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. What matters is, is me loving my brother and sister. We often cling to this idea of, well, my opinion is, is best. And I have a reason for my opinion. And then that leads to, to jealousy and envy when things don't go my way. Um, and it leads to a bunch of, a bunch of heartache. And, and the whole point of this, what Paul is saying here is that when we are angry and we do sin, when when we let the sun go down on our anger, when we continue uh, to wallow around in it, we're giving the devil an opportunity to come in and affect our wit- our witness. Jesus said in um, in his last conversations with the, the disciples before he goes on to uh, the cross, um, one of the times that uh, that they're together there at the very end, he's speaking and he tells them that the the way that the world will know that he is who he said he was and he's done what he said he's done uh, is because we love each other. The world will see our love for one another and they'll see his grace and his mercy, his forgiveness and his love for us. Um, and so when we when the church hates each other, then Satan wins not only in the church, but outside of the church as well. That being said, Brother Brandon, were you? Yeah, so I think that uh, was a really good explanation of this passage here. This is very, I mean, this is practical, isn't it, guys? I mean, Paul gets yeah. really practical here about Christian mm-hmm. living. But to me, the whole general point here is Paul is spelling out, not only in this section that Chris just read, but in the whole section, what it looks like to be a new person. Mm-hmm. And right. fundamentally, that means looking less and less like the old you. Mm-hmm. If you're a believer, if you know Christ, Absolutely. because all of these things were defining marks of being an unbeliever. He talks mm-hmm. about 
being given to falsehood and Mm -hmm. giving opportunity to the devil and stealing, um, doing dishonest work, all those kind of things applied to us when we did not know Christ. But he's saying, look, now you do know Christ. You have to put on the new self. Right. And now with putting on the new self, you put away all these things for good. You put away falsehood. And now you speak the truth instead. Mm -hmm. You, you don't get angry and sin. You get angry, but you don't let the sun go down on your anger. You don't let the devil uh, seize an opportunity in your life to work his will. And he it's interesting in verse 28, he says, let the thief no longer steal. So again, just sort of a general picture here of somebody who has been changed, who yeah. is to dem- continue to demonstrate that change by, you know, being marked by this no longer, um, the sin of... of of uh, stealing and whatever it might be for us. So, so yeah, uh, the picture of the new man here, um, which is far more important than making new year's resolutions or turning over a new leaf. Um, This is having a new nature that God grants to us when we come to Jesus Christ. And uh, this is what it looks like. Yeah. And and I think both of y'all make great points there because for us to have any type of unity, which Paul was talking about before this section, we have to leave the old self behind. And the only way for you to leave the old self behind is to submit to Christ and his will and to be born again, to become new. And and so that's why honesty is important. But we can't truly be honest with each other if we're still the old self, because the old self was vile. The old self would lie when, when, it was convenient. Uh, the old self would steal to, for any type of gain. And so that's, that's very important. So let's go ahead and go on with verse 29 there. Uh, if you don't mind, Rob. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, where it says, uh, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. What do you guys think about that one? <laughs> well, I talk about this with the kids quite often uh, in the youth group, but it's also something we need to talk about with adults as well. Uh, this, I don't think this is saying, you know, don't cuss specifically, but I think that's included in that, you know, when you're swearing and, and you know, saying things that are kind of crude, uh, I think that can be involved, but pretty much it's about lifting each other up. And when it comes down to it, what could be added to this passage, what type of speech we're talking about is if, you know, I was making fun of you, Rob, and, you know, I could I thought about this joke earlier uh, while you were talking about being mad, but, you know, I could just imagine you sitting in a car getting angry and you kind of look like a cartoon character for a moment because, you know, you're bald and all the heat escapes from your head. And I could just see the steam coming off of your head as you got angry at that guy. But that would make you mad if I said that. So I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to tell you I thought it. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, what I, what, you know, in some instances, if I were to say that out loud to someone, it would be demeaning. 
But because I know you and the occasion that we are in, you and I are good enough friends. I could say something like that to you and you'll make fun of my colorblindness or something because that's just what we do. And we joke around and it doesn't hurt each other's feelings. But anything we do that demeans another person or hurts their feelings, anything we speak that brings someone down, that's what we're called not to do. And so we really need to be compassionate towards our brothers and sisters and we really need to make sure that what we are saying glorifies God. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I got. That's uh, pretty simple there, isn't it? Any kind of talk that corrupts. Right. And Paul just says, don't let it come out. Um, yeah. And he gives a positive, you know, alternative there, right? Um, mm-hmm. Just speak what builds up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, Brandon, you did good today. I well, thank you, man. I usually don't say that because, you know, but you did no, you did good today. And, <laughs> and Rob, you know, I'm glad you showed up to the podcast this time. And no, <laughs> no, but yeah, we, we need to build each other up. We do. We do need to build each other up. But I think that one's pretty short and, and to the point. So let's go ahead and read verse 30 through 32. Brother Brandon. All right. Yeah. And, uh, this is basically how this passage concludes. And Paul says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So, Got a lot to look at here, right? A lot of vices to avoid and some virtues to possess toward the end. But before he gets to those vices and virtues, he brings in the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Trinity, the Holy Spirit of God. And he says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. What do you guys think that that means? So one thing that I I love here, and and this is kind of getting away from the topic of the new man, not, not exactly, but um, what I, I love about this is that by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Isn't it awesome that we have this promise that, that once we have the Holy Spirit, we have been sealed by him for the day of redemption. That, that means that yeah. um, beautiful. we don't have to worry about anything. Because his work finished yeah. it, and his Holy Spirit even has sealed it. Even if you fail it. your New Year's resolution, <laughs> even, yeah. even even if, if we fail, fail it. New, yeah. And so. you know, I I think I think about the Book of Revelation, and I think of John looking at the the scroll with the seven seals, um, and and you know, there's there's all this weight on the idea of who can break the seal, um. And there's nobody in heaven on the earth or under the earth that could break it. And, and John is just about to lose it. He, he's about to, to break down because nobody can break the seal. The only one that can break the seal is Jesus. And, and what I, I love about that understanding is that nobody can break this seal. Once we're sealed with the Holy Spirit, the only one that is able to break it is Jesus. And, and the only time that he's going to re- release that seal is when we meet him face to face 
and we're his child and, and he's our God and we walk with him forever and ever. Um, and I can't wait for, for that day, but um, that, that really sticks out to me. And, but I think that also gives us some hope that when we do fail in these areas, because we're humans and, and we're going to, to slip up from time to time. And um, my, my goal is to, to get like the, um, I can't remember who it was that I heard this from originally, but um, he said, you know, the older I get, the less I sin, but the more I understand how much that sin grieves God, how much um, pain and, and suffering Jesus had to go through for that sin. And my my hope is to do that, to do what Peter says um, in the last of his epistle when he says, um, grow in the grace and knowledge of, of Jesus daily. Um, my hope is to grow daily, to get better. Um, but knowing that when I mess up, that I have that, that advocate with the Father, when I mess up, um, I'm still sealed to the end. Um, yeah. But knowing that and knowing his great love and sacrifice for me should compel me even more to live this way. Um, and, and so I just I love the way he starts this out. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. By the way, even when you do, it's okay because you're sealed by him. But do your best not to grieve him. Um, and how do we do that? Yeah. By letting all of this old stuff, your old self, pass away and living right. in your new self. Paul said it this way, I have been crucified um, with Christ, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives through me. When we're when just as Jesus was raised, um, we come out of the the water as a new person. And of course, that doesn't happen in the actual um, water baptism. That happens in the Holy Spirit baptism. We we're made alive in Him, a new creation, a new creature in Christ, and and we ought to let that live through yeah definitely just like just like parents you know parents don't toss away their children hopefully uh if <laughs> if they do something wrong <laughs> i mean yeah there are some pretty awful parents out there but good parents will never disown their children will never kick their children to the curb will never rub their children's faces in the dirt when they do wrong but there are times that my kids grieve me you know, uh, Maisie's going through what they call your terrible twos right now. And she asked me the other day, like, I, I want to wear pants. And I said, okay, I'll put these pants on you. And then she said, no, 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 I don't want to do that. And then, <laughs> it was just, she went back and forth for like 10 minutes where I was just trying to figure out what she wanted. And it grieved me a little bit. It, it upset me. Uh, and then when I tell her not to touch something, uh, and then she's like, Oh, watch me do this. You know, <laughs> it, it grieves me, but I still love her. I correct her, but I, I still love her. And, and you're exactly right. in what you said is that when we revert back to our old self, when we let some of these old things seep back into our new life that we have in Christ, it's grieving because God's like, I saved you from that. 
not so that you could go back to it, but so that you could walk in the newness of life and experience all the joy of life that I have to offer you. Because everything from our old life, though it may seem like it's joyful in the moments, it's after those moments you realize how destructive it is. And so he he goes on with that, you know, not just to say don't don't uh, grieve the Holy Spirit, but you know he he says put away all this slander, put away all of this this malice, and be yeah. kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God and Christ forgave you. You see, that's not something we could do as the old self. People say, I forgive you a lot without actually forgiving you. I don't know if you've ever been in an argument with a woman, but no, <laughs> cut that part out. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, uh, but if you, if you look at like some of these things that happen in these arguments that happen in the world, people that aren't a part of Christ, oh, I'll forgive you for that, but I'm going to keep bringing it up 20 times, you know, no big deal. But that, that's what we're talking about right here. Let the bad stuff go. Talk it out. Be truthful about it. Don't try and take from each other, but be forgiving of each other. If a brother or sister falls, instead of punching them in the face and talking bad about them, why don't you pick them up, exhort them, and, and speak kind words to them and ultimately forgive them because we have been forgiven of such a great debt. You remember that parable that Jesus spoke about, about the king and his servant that owed him a great oh, yeah. debt. This, mm -hmm. this servant owed a debt so great he could not pay it. And when he was brought before the king and he was, he was so sad, the king had compassion and forgave him of his debt. And then this guy goes out and grabs up the first couple people that owe him money. And he says, give me what you owe me or I'm going to have you thrown in prison. And he didn't have compassion on them, even though it was just a little amount that that was owed him from them. He had been, you know, relieved of a kingdom of debt and he was asking for pennies from the people that owed him. And so he had them thrown in prison. And, and when the king hears about it, he has this guy dragged back to him and say, I forgave you of everything. I showed you compassion, but you couldn't go out there and show compassion to them. So you're, you're going to experience the judgment that you dished out. And this is a sign of the believer, someone that has been made new in Christ, that we forgive people the way that Jesus forgave us. Right. And that's extremely important because people have done me wrong in my life and I've done people wrong in my life. And I thank God that there are Christian people that look at the wrong I've done and have forgiven me. And if God can forgive me and other people can forgive me of where I have failed them, then you better believe that as I follow in the footsteps of Jesus, that he is going to lead me to forgive others. So, yeah. So the hardest part about that verse for me is the end of verse 32, as you were alluding to forgive one another as mm -hmm. God in Christ forgave you. So I'm, I'm going to ask you guys some questions on this so we can understand what Paul's saying. So when a sinner calls on Christ for salvation, how quickly are they forgiven? Immediately. Yeah, immediately, right? 
God's right. not like, well, hold on, you gotta, you gotta do some stuff first. You know, I need some good works first. Fill okay, out so the paperwork. <laughs> yeah, fill out the paperwork. You know, are you uh, on the membership your, list yet? <laughs> give me your blood type, all that. So immediately, right? right. So the mm-hmm. other question is, when a sinner calls on Christ for salvation, how much of his sin is forgiven? All of it. All of it. All of it, past, present, and future. And mm-hmm. Paul says, you know what? That's how you're supposed to forgive people. As right. God and Christ forgave you, forgive them immediately and forgive all of it. Don't yeah. hold anything back. Yeah. Don't bring it back up. Forgive them completely, 100%, just as God and Christ forgave you completely, 100%. And, yeah. boy, that is tough sometimes. Yeah. But oh, yeah. it's it's what we're supposed to do, and we're, the motivation for doing it comes from our own being forgiven. Yeah. Uh, forgiveness comes from those who have been forgiven. Uh, yeah. We look at our sin debt, and we're like, you know what? God forgave that for me. Surely, as you were saying, Chris, I can forgive mm-hmm. these little sins people have committed against me. Yeah. Well, and I'm reminded of forgiveness of, of this missionary, uh, well, a group of missionaries. Uh, there were these missionaries uh, it was a whole family that were missionaries and, and the kids went off on their own mission and they went out to this, this Island. And this was presented in the, uh, the collection of the voice of the martyrs. And as this young missionary group went out to this Island, they were killed and eaten by the tribes that were on this Island that were cannibals. And so they didn't get to preach the gospel to them but were immediately met with violence and Mm. were killed. And you would think, you know, I'm sitting here trying to put myself in the parents' spots who were missionaries as well. What would I do? You know, in my head, I'm like, you know, thinking military style type of stuff. I'm going to have some helicopters (laughs) drop in there. I'm going to drop down like Rambo and, you know, I'm going to let these people know what's up. But these parents that were also missionaries, went to the same island where the people killed and ate their children. Mm. And instead of bringing violence to them, they went and preached the gospel to the people that killed their children. Wow, dude. And they had such a heart of love and, and forgiveness that there wasn't even a moment's thought of what they needed to do after they learned the news of what happened to their kids, but they instead chose to go to that Island and finish what their kids started and preach the gospel. And, and that's the type and man, every time I think of that, it, that really hurts my heart because it challenges me, you know, because yeah. the, the second I read that, all I could think about was it, you know, I read it when I didn't have kids. I was like, no, if I had kids, I'd be there in a heartbeat, letting them know what's up. And now I have kids. And like part of me is like, man, don't I need to avenge my children? But then I know the truth of what I should do. I should be just like that missionary couple that instead of bringing violence and, and wrath down upon that little village's head, they went there and chose to forgive everyone because they had been forgiven a great debt. And they didn't want to bring death. They wanted to bring life through Jesus Christ. So That's powerful. So, I mean, there you go. Forgiveness. 
Yeah, right. And, you know, I think it should be noted that just as as Rob was saying, this is all possible by the Holy Spirit. I mean, we're sealed by him and through him, and he gives us the strength we need to to not only forgive, which is an incredibly difficult thing to do, but to obey everything Paul is saying here. I mean, God doesn't give us commands without giving us strength. He never requires us to do something he does not already promise to give us the strength, you know, to enable us to fulfill it. And all of these things might be very hard for us to do. And they are hard. I mean, it's, it's hard for, you know, us who have been walking long on the uh, wide road that leads to destruction, you know, uh, when our heart has only known wickedness and love for sin. And now we're changed. We're new people. But God can do the impossible, and his Holy Spirit gives us all the strength we need to live as a new person. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, I enjoyed recording another episode with both of you fellas, and I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas, and I pray that you're going to have a Happy New Year. And I just want to encourage you as we go into this new year, the year of 2024, to live faithfully for Jesus during this time. You don't have to make some big new resolution because you made the biggest New Year's new life resolution. Let's call it that new life resolution when you put your faith in Jesus. So if you're a follower of Christ, continue to follow him faithfully 168 hours of every week. And if you're not a Christian, this is the time to make a new life resolution by repenting of your sin and putting your faith in the only begotten Son of God, Jesus Christ. So we thank each of you and every one of you for listening to this podcast today. And I pray that God blesses you all in this new year. And Brother Rob, will you dismiss us in prayer? Absolutely. All right, Father, we thank you so much for just allowing us to, to be together to get, uh, again and um, just to... to Read your word, the the words that um, you inspired, um, just for us, for us to to be able to understand what it means to walk in this new life that you have provided for us. God, we we just thank you so much for um, for the newness of life, and not just the newness of life, but the abundance of life that we are allowed to. Uh, to walk in because we are now considered your children, uh, adopted uh, by the the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we just say thank you for that. Father, we pray that you give us the strength through your Holy Spirit um, to to go into this new year, um, to to live in, in faithful Christian communities where we love and forgive, where we put aside um all of the 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 the, the previous um, sins that that we struggled with, Father, the um, the lies, the deceit, the um, and Father, that we would walk in the newness of life, and, and that we would experience joy and peace um, with one another and with you. And that the love and forgiveness that we have for others would be contagious, um, that, that others would start to live like that. And, and soon uh, everybody around us would be enticed by um, 
your love that is on display. And so we just thank you for that. Father, we thank you for our listeners. We pray that you be with them. Let them have a a great New Year celebration uh, and even more. We just pray that you would fill the lights, uh, the, the hearts of your faithful this New Year's. Father, we love you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Faith 168 podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review on whatever streaming platform you are using. If you have a prayer request or have a topic that you would like us to cover, message us on the Faith 168 podcast Facebook page, and we will see you in 168 hours.